Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by the Winter Solstice, a time of peace, renewal, and the sincere hope that the packages I ordered will arrive before Christmas. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And today we have a very exciting episode for you. It's our 2020 Christmas episode. Yay! Holiday episode! Uh, yeah, so it is the season. You know we all need it this year. Just some bright, shiny cheer during the darkest days of the year. And if you've never listened to us before, Arguments About Nothing is a podcast in which we argue about silly, ridiculous, hypothetical situations seriously, as if they are something, when in fact, they are nothing. Uh, and we're going to kick things off today with, would you, you, you are familiar with uh, the holiday, the movie, the holiday. Oh, am I? Um, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet. Ugh, saw like half of it. I don't know how many years ago. Oh wow, this is not. Is Jack good. Black in it? Yeah, Jack Black is a, is it and Jude Law. Okay, I I, re- I remember the cast, but I do not remember a single plot point of the movie. Oh no, this <laughs> this question is not gonna work well then. Uh, we'll see if you remember any of it. Would you rather spend Christmas in Cameron Diaz's house or Kate Winslet's, Winslet's house? If you recall, they switch houses for their holiday and oh, then no. fall in love with each other's neighbors. Oh, well, that's a nice sounding story. <laughs> I have no memory of whatsoever. Well, I don't think I ever saw it or if I saw it, I saw a part of it. I'm shocked. This is like a, a movie you would like. I believe you. I just, I can't bring it to mind. I okay. am very tired today, but I don't think that's why. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to make you do it anyway. Cameron Jesus Diaz's house was this like really big LA mansion. And okay. it had, had all of these like souped up things like blackout curtains that you could use a remote to like clothes and stuff. And it had like an infinity pool. And she was like this rich LA mansion. And okay. Then Kate Winslet's house was this cute, cozy, little English cottage outside of London. That one. <laughs> that, that one. I don't need to see this movie. I want to live in a cute little English cottage outside of London. It, and Kate Winslet is there all the better. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. I, yeah, I, there's... there's Nothing in me that that needs to live in a super souped up rich person's house in LA. And then if you then met and fell in love with Jude Law as a result of living in the cute British cottage outside of London. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could put up with that. (laughs) I guess I could handle that. He's... Yes, I, yeah, that one. Why would you take the other one? I don't even understand why this is a question, and I haven't even seen the movie. I mean, I think a lot of people would take the L.A. house, right? And is Jack Jack Black is the guy that you... Yeah. I don't want to say anything disparaging about Jack Black. He's, he's an excellent actor, and I like him a lot, and he's very funny, but I think... Cute, cute little British cottage with Jude Law is uh, is where I, my heart would settle. Well, Let's just here's the way. thing that you don't know about the movie is Jack Black in the movie. His job is to write um, movie scores like he's a movie music composer. Well, that's cool. 
Okay. And he like writes little jingles about you if you you fall in love. That sounds lovely, but no, I'm not changing my <laughs> answer. That, that, that no, that's fine. What does Jude Law do? He builds um, blanket forts for his two daughters with you. Yeah, I want that one. <laughs> okay, well, um, see, I think you should watch the movie now. Um, Apparently so. I also, I agree with you, so this is a bad okay. question from the gate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is really just a failure all around. Yeah. Although it, was, it sounds lovely. You've painted a really nice mental picture. Yeah, see, I felt like it would cheer you up to just think about that hypothetical world for a little while. I liked it. I think you should watch The Holiday. I think you would like it. Should we just stop recording and watch The Holiday instead? I mean, this is not advertisement for The Holiday. (laughs) (laughs) The early aughts hit The Holiday that definitely came out when I was in high school. But it is a solid holiday movie, so I would recommend Can I ask you the question I had to ask you? Sure. Because it is also based on a Christmas movie, and I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Nice segue. Yeah. But I'm going to guess you have seen this one. Have you seen the holiday classic, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen as I have questions about that movie as well. (laughs) Oh, do you really? (laughs) So let's see if we think alike. Oh, well, my question was actually pretty simple. It it was just, if you had the chance to become Santa Claus, a la Tim Allen, yeah. would you do it? No. Now, obviously, in the movie, I'm, I'm not saying you would have to become an old bearded man. <laughs> Let's take that part out. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> if you could stay yourself, would you become Santa Claus? Would I have to give up the rest of my life? Or did I do I just have a very busy December 24th? Well, in the movie, I think he has to go back to the North Pole around Thanksgiving. No, he has to live there. He goes, no, no, no. He, they say come back after Thanksgiving because he lives his life like he goes to work. Okay, it's been a I, long I've refreshed. <laughs> I have recently watched the movie. Okay, I was going to say, it, it's been a while since I've watched it. Um, yeah. So from Thanksgiving until December 26th, I would have to live in the North Pole. Yeah, basically. So he was like, you have to come back right after Thanksgiving. And then they did a bunch of stuff at the workshop to get ready. And then you have a very long night that is magically extended. Um, And then you go back to your life after Christmas is what it sounded like. No, I would not want to do that. Tell me why. I don't understand why someone would want to do that. (laughs) Why? I don't I don't need a second job. I like I don't especially one that doesn't pay. I well, well, but you're magical. You're Santa Claus. You don't necessarily need to keep your first job. You also are sustained mostly by milk and cookies, which I'm sure the elves can provide you. If if being Santa Claus meant I didn't have to have another job that I could escape money, then yes, I would do it. <laughs> But you still have to probably give up a great deal of your life, right? And people would probably think you were crazy. I would tell no one. All right. I wouldn't tell anyone that I was Santa Claus. It would be my deep, dark secret what I did from Black Friday to (laughs) December 26th. It would be more of a curse than anything else. It would be like the, 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 (laughs) the deal I made with the devil to get out of working. I shouldn't say that it's only between Thanksgiving and Christmas because he also like 
has the list sent to him and he has to check it twice. Like, he's kind of doing Santa stuff all year. Okay, then no. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's really just about the amount of work for you here. Yeah, I'm not interested in the type of magic that Santa Claus has. Really? Yeah, no. I have, no. I have no interest in being around reindeer. I have no interest... <laughs> Truly, I have very little interest in being around all livestock. Fair enough. I don't think you, I mean, it's not, I don't think you have to like shovel up after them. You're Santa. Yeah, but any, I, it's just, I don't, if I'm given the ability to fly, I want to be the thing generating flight. I don't want to have to deal with animals. (laughs) Like, I want to be the plane. I don't want to be a passenger. I see. You're, it's just so interesting to me, like, the things that your brain is picking out as being the things that are problematic with Santa. I mean, the, Santa's basically just Amazon Prime, right? Like, yes. he just is Jeff good. Jeff Bezos could be Santa yeah. if he wanted to. If he want, like, being Santa Claus is just being really good at delivering things. And I don't really have any interest in being very good at delivering things. That's fair. And I've never really enjoyed shipping and logistics as yeah that's not something that i'm super passionate about (laughs) like it would be nice to give gifts to people but like you typically santa doesn't get to see the reaction or anything you're you're literally breaking into people's houses and like giving them things and then running away in the middle i also don't like nighttime (laughs) santa has to stay up past 10 he's a night owl you're right (laughs) and i am well at least once a year yeah, I'm not interested in a nighttime that lasts forever. Uh, it would be cool to get to travel the world, but like, I don't think you're really enjoying it that much because again, well, it's you're not a the, sightseeing trip. Yeah, no. you're you're on the clock. I it's yeah. I mean, I get it. So I actually struggle with this a lot. Like, I'm I'm glad you came down really hard on one oh, yeah. way because I, I I I do not understand someone who would say yes to that. Well, there are a few reasons because. I think there are a few different counter arguments. One is that you have magic, right? And, And so if you're Santa, your life automatically like takes on more meaning and, and purpose. Like you, you now have this like incredible legacy of bringing happiness to the children of the world. And so the other, the other thing is that you know, like at first when I thought about this, I was like, well, I would hate to have to give up everything in my life, right? I'd ha- and, and I feel like my friends, I feel like it would cause problems with my current relationships. And I also worry because I'm pretty sure Santa is immortal and I don't really want to be immortal. Although if it's the Santa Claus rules, you could just fall off a roof. Yeah. But I don't really know how like lifespan works with Santa. Yeah. Anyway, putting all of that aside though, I started to realize that like the the other thing you could do is change how Santa like you're Santa and you can give presents. That doesn't mean you have to give the presents the kids asked for. Or oh. you could give more. Like maybe Sally asked for a doll, but also Sally lives in like a low income family. And so what you give Sally is a doll and like and an $15,000. Yeah. You know, like maybe you can, you, cause you're magic and you have, you have at your disposal, 
whatever you want to give to people, I feel like you could start to like try to right some of the wrongs of like income inequality. I love how you would be um, the first Marxist Santa Claus. Yeah, I would be such a socialist Santa. Yeah, I love that for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm very here for socialist Santa. Makes me a little upset that Santa hasn't been more leftist up until now. I know. Really, Santa should give better presents to yeah. the people who need it. Really more. seems like they're in the big pocket of, uh, or in the pocket of big toy and big yeah. tech, because that seems to be the big thing. Um, see, another my counterpoint to that is I don't want to see how the sausage gets made. You know, like for me to enjoy Christmas, I want the magic to be bestowed upon me. I don't want to be the person doing the Christmas for everyone else. Yeah, but like right now, as not Santa, you don't know that Santa exists and there isn't really magic because we're adults and we just don't believe in Santa anymore. So. I'm sorry, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was not hypothetical in your brain, was it? Uh, you know, but like if you're if you're Santa, then magic is real all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, and and like, in the end, your life, like my life as Hannah, I'm just Hannah. I'm just going to lead a regular life. I'm never going to be like, I'm not going to have the impact of Santa Claus. You never know. This podcast could really take off. You bring joy to people's ears approximately twice a month. Well, I don't want to underplay that role. You're right. (laughs) You make my day better every day. Aw, thanks. You make mine better, too. (laughs) Santa only does it once a year. Yeah, but you're special. I mean, to me. I mean, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I am only special to Hannah Bennett. Got it. Locked. Great. Feeling good. 2020, baby. (laughs) That is not what I mean. That was trying to be a compliment. Yeah. It went wrong somewhere right there. I'm very tired. Have I said I'm very tired? Yeah, we all tired. It's 2020. I just feel like there's maybe the argument to be made that despite the fact that you'd give up your regular life and that it would be hard, it would just, your life would take on more meaning and you'd be able to do more good for the world and you could make actual changes. Whereas like right now where I mostly just sit around and watch the Santa Claus on Disney Plus. So you're like, oh, this would make me feel powerful. It's not powerful so much as it is like I could actually affect real change in the world. Is that not power? It's it's more <laughs> charitable than that, I think. I think you just have a negative connotation with the word power. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Impactful? Can we agree yeah. on that? Okay, yeah. I mean, if your legacy, like, you have the chance to, to do something bigger, you know, to be Santa Claus. It'd be hard for me to turn down. Mm-mm. I, I don't need you. a big life. It's fine. Hey, so would you be Santa Claus? Is that what are well, you talking about? Well, in? I don't know. I'm very on the fence about it. I, I'm that... going to love your hypothetical world of you being Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so like, I, it's hard for me to turn down any reality in which I become magical. Let's just put yeah, it that way. You had the same thing about the otter. You were like, yeah. this feels dangerous, but also magic, so I'm in. Right. 
kind of how I feel. So maybe I would say yes to being Santa Claus. I think you're a little bit more allured by magic than I am, which is a new thing we're learning in year two of the pod. You're right. I think that this may be true. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a reason I write fantasy novels for fun on yeah. the side. Yeah. So I, I'm i locking in for Hannah that she's going to be Santa Claus because I just want to see that hypothetical world and she's sitting on the fence too much and we don't do that here. No, I, I did. I said I would be I would be Santa. Okay. I did it. Great. I decided. I'm glad. Um, we're just going to keep the Tim Allen good times rolling. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. By the way, listeners, we're assuming you have seen the Santa Claus. (laughs) I would be dreadfully disappointed if you haven't. But if you haven't, you should go watch it. It's it's a lovely old movie from the 90s in which Tim the Toolman Taylor uh, dresses up as Santa and accidentally becomes Santa Claus and loses much but gains the love of his son. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of movies, so, like, the homework, if you don't understand this, is to go watch them. So, we're going to do a quick Christmas version, Bang, Mary Kill. Everyone's favorite. Bang, Mary Kill Christmas version. Yep. I am really hesitant. Uh- <laughs> Bang, Mary Kill. Buddy the Elf. <laughs> Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. <laughs> and an adult kevin McAllister from home alone oh my god oh what a good question good question thank you very much she's doing a little dance yeah i was proud so buddy the elf that's that's elf right like yeah yeah Yeah. um it's been a long time since i've seen that movie too my gosh Tim the Toolman Taylor. I don't know I'm calling them that. It's not who he is in the Santa Claus. Mm-mm. Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, pre or post Santa Santification. Post Santification? Yeah. So, okay. so literal Santa Claus. And Kevin McAllister as a grown up. So I saw this fun video that like uh that Macaulay Culkin yeah. did of like what what his life would be like as an adult. Yeah. Because he'd have like severe abandonment issues and trauma from when he was left alone several times as a child. Yeah. And attacked by thieves. Um, Are we assuming the sort of traumatized version of Kevin McAllister? I mean, that's not Um, what I assume. I mean, I imagine there's a little bit of trauma. He did go through like a burglary thing. Yeah. But Um, see, I want to believe the best in him because he also, I mean, what a smart kid. Resilient. The traps. Yeah. uh, Clever, resilient, smart, takes and, initiative. And very independent, you yeah. know? Like, and he cared, like, he cared very much about things like he stole something. Yeah. Or, you know, he's very ethical, and he helped that old man. I'm going to marry Kevin McAllister. I've just talked myself into it. Yeah, I think Kevin McAllister is a catch, personally. I think so, too. Also, his parents must have been fucking loaded if they lived in that house. So, like, he's coming from some wealth. Oh, my God. You're right. But also just, you know, he just seems like a lovely soul. Helps his neighbors. I, I have just, no, I have just realized what that means. (laughs) That means you have to bang either Buddy the Elf or literal Santa Claus. So I love you locking in marrying Kevin McAllister early. That's, that's the right answer, but I forgot what that meant. I forgot, I forgot the options that left me. Yeah. Oh, man. Who do you bang? (laughs) 
<laughs> Who do you bang is the question. <laughs> hmm. So, on the one hand, like, Tim Allen's character in The Santa Claus, he's still, like, has the personality of, like, a normal middle-aged man. Yeah. He just is also Santa Claus. So He looks he's... pretty Santa Claus-y, though. He doesn't... No, 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 he... he... He looks like Santa Claus, and he is Santa Claus, but he's also Scott Calvin, yeah. the middle-aged toy executive. Yep. Which means that there's there's an aspect of... I can't even say it. Um, There's an aspect of banging Santa Claus. Bangability is, is, you think? That is sort of normal with him. Well, Will Ferrell looks like Will Ferrell in He looks Buddy like the Will Elf. Ferrell, but he acts like Buddy the Elf. He and does. I'm having trouble imagining what that yep. scene looks like. Yep. I mean, I guess it would be jolly. Yeah. I think either one, you got to just grit your teeth and bear it. <laughs> I don't think. See, I look at this a little differently than you. My first instinct, bang Kevin McAllister, because the other two are unbangable. <laughs> unbangable. They really are. I've painted myself a two. Like. A, ver- a very bad. Unbangable, in my opinion. And then it comes down to who do I want to marry, Buddy the Elf or Tim Allen as Santa Claus. And, like, for a minute I entertain the idea of marrying Buddy the Elf because he's so positive and upbeat and eager to help. He knows nothing. He is so dumb. But, like, hopefully eventually he would learn, right? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, part of it is naive and part of it is dumb. Yes. Um, but then I think about Tim Allen as Santa Claus, and though maybe not super attracted to him, he seems reliable, he becomes a really good dad, he is literally magical, and... Yeah, but apparently he wasn't a very good husband. Yeah, but, like, I think he also wasn't a very good dad in the beginning, but this but post this is post-santification, you're yeah. right. Yeah, so... I think that once he becomes Santa Claus, he might be a much better husband. I don't know. I mean, you're thinking about marriage differently than I am. I'm thinking about marriage as including banging. banging. Him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he would be gone for a long time from Thanksgiving yeah. until He'd be Christmas. Busy. He'd be a very busy man. So. And I would probably get really good Christmas presents. You'd get excellent Christmas presents. Ooh, maybe that's a reason to bang Santa. <laughs> For the presents. Yeah, I think I'm locking in I would bang Tim Allen's character in the Santa Claus. Okay. And we are both killing Buddy the Elf. As sad as it is to say. Yeah, we love you, just as like a friend. And that's not an option. Uh, what's the worst Christmas song? Oh, I have an immediate answer for this, and it's the Happy Holidays song. It's called Happy Holidays. How does it go? I'm not going to sing it for you. <laughs> From Andy Williams. It's the what one you- where he basically, he's just talking about how Santa's going to be coming down the chimney. Yeah. Um. He goes, so hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. So hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock. Your sock? You know that one? Why yeah, do they like call it your sock? Hang- because it rhymes with dock. Hang up your sock sounds gross to me. 
It yeah, it is. I mean, to be fair, it is kind of a sock. Yeah, it is. But that that feels like it has a different meaning. This is part of why I hate the song. Is that lyric that I just sang to you? Yeah, don't love that. I I, I really don't. I'm not actually so sure it's the worst Christmas song because here's the thing: there have been a lot of like new recorded versions of terrible Christmas songs and people trying to make Christmas songs happen that shouldn't happen. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, I don't listen to any of those. So I just don't know them. Yeah. Like, I don't know of them. There, there are assuredly worse songs. This is just like one of the classic ones that gets played all the time. And every time it comes on, I'm like, this is a dumb song. Yeah. I agree with you. That that is a bad song. I do not okay. agree with you that it is the worst Christmas song. It's it's probably not. Yeah. What do you think it is? My least favorite is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh. Well, well wait, why is that your least favorite one? I think it's dumb. It's really just like I saw my mom kiss my dad in yes. a Santa Claus suit. Yes, that is it. And I think that's dumb. Like, I don't <laughs> And, like, mildly gross. I remember thinking it was so was it gross? gross when I was a child because it was, like, about my parents kissing. This coming from the woman who just made me publicly admit I would bang Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just, like, such a weird song. Because I feel like Christmas songs are for children. Especially that one. It's, like, sung by a child. Like, it's from the POV of a child. Yeah, but it's not, it's meant, it's meant to be funny and ironic for adults who are in on the joke who know that it's not Santa Claus. Yeah, but for children who are not in on the joke, it's like, I just saw my mom cheating on my father with a man (laughs) who I admire. Is that what you thought when you were a kid? No, but I still think it's a weird song. Like, it's just, like, if you, if you, if a child was actually singing about how they saw their mother kissing Santa Claus, it would not be a happy song. You're right. It would be the beginning of divorce proceedings. Yeah. Like, that's like a trauma for a child. And I get it's supposed to be this, like, tongue-in-cheek thing. But, like, it just is so unbelievable to me that, like, if the child believes in Santa Claus, that's traumatic. If the child doesn't believe in Santa Claus, that's just kind of uncomfortable. Well, I mean, then it's just, I saw my mom kiss my dad. Yeah. It's, like, either, like, very bland or, like, you walked in on your parents who, like, have a Christmas kink. Well, I don't know that kissing on Christmas again, is a Christmas Again, like, kink. it depends on, like, what the scene is. But again, it's either very neutral or kind of... It's just, like, a weird yeah, song. Like... It is. It is a weird song. I like how we've we've kept ourselves to the classics here. Because I there are lots of awful, horrible Yeah, I was going to say, they don't count. There are probably new ones. I just don't know what they are. But I remember that song, I I hated it always. It just doesn't make sense to me. I I also don't know who who listens to that song and is like, yeah, this is the jam. Yeah, I don't know. I I also think from just like a music standard, it's not a very good song. Like, it's kind of whiny in the vocals and like, it's not like a song you danced it's not super upbeat or anything it's got kind yeah. of a slow melody for something that's supposed to be so like quote unquote funny right yeah I, it's certainly not my favorite i just i don't think i ever i always just thought like oh it's supposed to be funny and it's not that funny and 
I, I don't think I had any particular hatred towards it, no. but I just didn't also like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a bad joke that is also a song. So I hate it on two different levels. I see. I think my hatred of the Happy Holiday song is just more about the musicality of it. Like, I don't, I just, I don't like the melody of it. Mm -hmm. I don't like the lyrics of it. I just think it's, um, I don't know. It doesn't say anything all that different than any other holiday song, but it just aggravates me. I, I know there are others that are bad too, but that one just stands out every time I hear it. I'm always like, why is this a classic? Yeah. So listeners, if you also hate a specific Christmas song, let us know what it is. Tweet at us. Shout it out on Instagram. At arguments about nothing. Yep. Uh, what's a better, what gift would you rather receive? Your aunt sets you up with her friend's nephew. Or your sibling gives you a cooking for one book. Hmm. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this is that I feel like you came up with both of these things as presents that I would not want. <laughs> but I feel like I could potentially make good use of either of these. How are you going to make good use of your aunt's nephew? <laughs> or your aunt's friend's nephew? Friend's nephew. Yeah. It's not related to me. Yeah, you're right. I'm I... like, if it was my aunt's nephew, <laughs> obviously not. That would be your Okay, so that's an easy one. No, I would not. No, your your aunt's friend's nephew. How how shall you make right. good use of him? Well, I it could be a good date. I don't know. It, I have be. my my aunts have good taste in people. They could have somebody who's around my age, who's a eligible bachelor, who's a nice guy. They set me up. It's just a blind date. There's no reason why it should be any worse than any other blind date. That's fair. I mean. I to me it's just like saying would you rather go on a blind date which I'm totally fine with because I trust that my aunts aren't going to do anything ridiculous to me or and even if they are it's like just a date and with potential to go well or badly just like every other date I go on or a cooking book that honestly I could use (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's almost thoughtful because they know I don't want to create extra dishes and I don't I can't eat as much as yeah. somebody for two, you know? I I think what you wanted me to be was offended by these. <laughs> but I'm so comfortable in my singleness. <laughs> that you're fine. I, both, please. I would take them both. But yeah. what is the better one? What would you prefer? I think I'd rather go on the date with the nephew. Oh, like, really? Worst, worst case, it doesn't go well. It's just a date. Best case, I meet a cool person who is already friends with my family and lives nearby, presumably. That's interesting. I I disagree. Okay. Um, and I don't think that either of these are inherently offensive. I would be a little weirded out by my aunt trying to set me up with someone. Just because they live in Ohio. So, like, how do you know anyone <laughs> who lives in New York? But here's how I look at it. I have lots of avenues... Well, one is, like, the date can either go really well or it could go really poorly, right? Like, it could just not be fun at all. But the book will always be useful. That's true. (laughs) Like, I know that there is value in the book. I don't know that there's value in the man. And if the statistics 
of my dating history hold, there's only about a 5% chance that there will be value in the man. Yeah, but you know, there there might be value in he buys you a drink and you have a date sometime around Christmas time. And in non-COVID times, obviously. Yeah, this is a non-COVID. I still think there's a 100% chance that that book is helpful. So you wouldn't be offended either by the cooking for one book. No, I mean, like, if I was currently, I live alone, I, like, have so much food waste, I wish I had a, like, I literally yeah. googled small cakes today, because <laughs> I really want to bake a cake, because I really like cake, but I, like, can't go to a bakery and buy a cupcake, but I also don't want to make yeah. a batch of cupcakes, because I live alone, so that's crazy for me to bake oh. a whole cake. This is where you and I differ. <laughs> I would just make the whole cake and eat it slowly over time by myself. I don't have that kind of willpower. Uh, I will eat the whole cake and get sick and not, I wouldn't eat a whole cake. That's crazy. But like, I would eat too much of the cake. And then the cake goes stale after a little while, you know? It's not as good as when it's fresh. That's true. Depends on the kind of cake. It's true. That's fair. And also, I'm not going to pretend like I have that much willpower. I ate like seven Christmas cookies today alone so yeah see I often bake cookies because you can like freeze the dough and bake them in smaller batches but you can't do that with a cake well your cooking for one recipe book will obviously have a small cake recipe for you yeah if I could get like a cake batter recipe that makes like four cupcakes instead of like a three-tiered cake that would be great I just think the cooking for one cookbook probably costs what 15 20 dollars and you you can it's ubiquitous you can get it anytime anywhere if you wanted that you could buy it for yourself but like an introduction to a guy you wouldn't have met otherwise who is available and single and around like and who comes with a positive recommendation why not like that could be immensely valuable and you're only gonna have one shot at it Yeah, I don't know. I just, I want the sure thing. Yeah. Maybe this is just the Christmas spirit making me optimistic about love. Yeah. No, I love that for you. It's a great look. Hold on to that feeling. All right. I'm going to (laughs) try. I'm going to try. But in the meantime, I'm going to buy myself a cooking for one book. (laughs) Um, This is one of my favorite questions. So I hope it goes well. What is your Hallmark holiday rom-com storyline? You you have you're asking me to write a whole storyline? <laughs> Just give me a tagline on the spot. Uh okay. So what's the tagline? Yeah, like you know, just give me like a what's your elevator pitch for your uh Hallmark holiday rom-com of your life? <laughs> uh man accidentally bakes cake for two she offers to help (laughs) that's a pretty good one also that feels very hallmark to me (laughs) oh no i thought this was cook for one but it was do you want to know mine yes of course i want to i want to know yours and i want to know more about what you envisioned for this question i'm pretty sure you didn't envision a nothing plot. No, I thought I thought that was great. Oh, okay. I thought you nailed it. So good job, A plus. <laughs> okay. Um, mine would be a uh 
overworked city slicker is spending holiday alone because her her longtime partner cheated on her. <gasps> and so now she's sad and alone at Christmas and and disillusioned. And so she uh, buys a uh, a ski trip for herself. Ooh. And she's going to learn how to ski because her cheating partner was supposed to teach her. She's like, no, I'm an independent woman. I'm going to teach myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes and she's the only person in the beginner ski, uh, ski class on Christmas. But... Her instructor is super hot and they fall in love. And he mm-hmm. teaches her to love Christmas. Played by whom? Ooh, good question. Didn't think that far ahead. Oh, yeah. You gotta cast him early. Who's a really hot B-list male actor? <laughs> Do they have to be B-list? I mean, it's a Hallmark movie. It's true. I would say, like, Chad Michael Murray. Oh, interesting. Blacks from the past. Yeah, yeah. some washed up OC... But still attractive. Yeah. Yeah. What's Devin Sawa doing this, these days? He's an excellent choice. And <laughs> I would I would be okay with that for sure. Um, so you're going to bake a cake for two with him? I'm really shocked that you went baking cakes, but I love that for well, you. First of all, in, if you'll recall, he baked the cake and I told him I would help. So it's eating cake on my end. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. When you said I would help, I thought you meant help with the baking. No, he baked the cake and I would help eat it. Um, okay. Anyway. Silly me. But I don't think, I don't know. I mean, I think we would just have to spend extra budget for Jensen Ackles. Oh, okay. You have no set, but it's just Jensen yeah. Ackles feeding you cake. <laughs> wow. You just described like, Yeah. Just like a dream. It's That's like a-, a very niche film. <laughs> it's an incredibly niche film for this very Christian network. Okay. Well, obviously, I haven't had as much time to think about this. There needs to be subplot. What's like? What's the thing holding you apart? Yeah, I mean, none of that actually works for a for like a. A Hallmark movie. Jensen Ackles couldn't be in it. He's too big. Yeah. Devin saw I'm going to steal your answer because that sounds <laughs> okay. excellent. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, I'm trying to remember the Hallmark movies. I haven't seen a lot of them. But yeah, they're all not. really cheesy, of course, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cheesy. Right. So I think it has to be some kind of local bake sale, you know, where he's I'm trying to think of how... What what the storyline is around? Well, okay, him so you're still committed to this cake thing. <laughs> there will be a scene where we're sitting on top of a table and he feeds me cake, and then he leans over and he kisses me. What else is the point of this? Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. Maybe, maybe he's a small business owner. He owns his own bakery. Ah, uh, yes, and- yes, and it's like a bakery slash coffee shop slash bookstore. Yes, and you, like, perform at an open mic there. <gasps> and his little and... bakery coffee shop bookstore. Oh, and he wears an apron, and it smells yeah. like pastries. Yeah. And I, I perform as an as a small-time musician slash independently wealthy woman. And, and you're new to town. You're new to this, like, cozy yeah. small town. Oh, and... I, something bad had to happen to take me there, probably. Some kind of backstory. Yeah. Maybe a... 
grand or grand uncle died and left you the house exactly yeah and you and you were so close to him he raised you and you meet this guy you meet the the owner at the open mic and you're like I don't know anyone in town so he like takes you under your wings so you don't have like a lonely christmas in your uh granddad's large mansion yeah now, neither of us have described any actual conflict. Are there conflict in Hallmark movies, or is it just meet cute and then the happiness? Conflict, the conflict is that you're sad, and he makes you happy. Oh, okay. I like it. <laughs> That's the conflict. I'm very happy with the story we've just outlined. Uh, we need to get in touch with the Hallmark channel. Uh, I, I mean, I think all of these are gold. Yes. And while we're on the vein of Hallmark holiday rom-coms, now that we've gotten ourselves in the spirit, mm-hmm. would you stay with this Hallmark holiday rom-com man? <laughs> so I am going, I'm going to describe plots of real Hallmark movies. Yes. And you are going to tell me if you would stay with this man. Fantastic. At first, when you asked me that, I thought, would I stay? I thought you were asking, would I stay with the man I just made up? And I was like, would I stay with Devin Sala, the baker slash, you know, yes. Yeah, I would. But no, this is exciting. I'm going to read. I have three different scenarios. I'm here for it. Three different Hallmark men from maybe the most iconic Hallmark Christmas rom-coms. And you are going to tell me if you would stay with that man. Excellent. (laughs) She can't even start. She can't even get through it. so funny. (laughs) He knocks on your door on Christmas morning and claims to be sent by Santa. Would you continue? Would you date this man? No. Absolutely not. (laughs) A man, I don't know, knocks on my door on Christmas morning. First of all, sacred time. You do not interrupt somebody on Christmas morning. Could you imagine in the year of our Lord 2020, knocking on some stranger's door on Christmas morning? Even before 2020, even if it wasn't COVID times. If this was 2019 and a stranger knocked on my door, I don't open my door to strangers. This Hallmark movie would never be made. This Hallmark movie would be a woman enjoys Christmas. She hears a knocking sound and ignores it and goes back to enjoying Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you open the door and there's a very handsome man who is standing there and is like, hi, Santa sent me. I would lock every lock in my house. Yeah. So no, the answer is no. Did he, I mean, in the movie, what, did Santa send him? Yeah. Oh, well, that helps a little at least. No, but like, (laughs) she wouldn't know that. So the whole premise of the story is that this woman has wished for a boyfriend every year for, has written a letter to Santa Every year of her life, asking for a boyfriend for Christmas from the age of 13 to, like, 30. It's like her little Christmas tradition. And then finally, one day on Christmas morning, someone, um, a tall, dark, 
handsome man knocks on her door and is like, Santa sent me. I mean, they kind of deserve each other because, like, well, is he real? Or did, was he just, like, created in Santa's workshop? I don't know. I haven't watched the movie. Oh, okay. I googled most ridiculous yeah. Hallmark plots today. I didn't do that much research. I do, but I enjoy thinking about, is this, like, a, like a robot? Like, what? <laughs> is he a toy? Boyfriend I toy? I also, um, I guess I also don't know if Santa sent him. Maybe he's, like, the mailman and read her letter and right. thought she'd be easy pickings. Yeah, they do kind of deserve each other a little, but I don't like it. And it wouldn't happen to me. And it's, right. no, it's a no. It's a hard no. It's a hard no from me as well. Okay. I don't, that seems, seems, seems like bad news bears. Um, would you stay with this Hallmark holiday rom-com man? He comes to your pla- place of work three times and won't stop coming until you do- you agree to go out with him. When you tell him he might be a serial killer, he assures you that he's not, and to prove it, he shows you his IDs. I'm, I'm sorry, the listeners can't see the quizzical look <laughs> on my face, but like that, taken out of context, what you just read me was a true crime synopsis. So another idea for this segment was Hallmark holiday movie plot or true crime. And I was gonna do like a few of like them. Yeah, I would have guessed true crime for both of the previous ones that we've just heard. Wow. Um, wow. He... He keeps coming to her place of work and badgering her until she goes out with him. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's an eighties or nineties movie right there, isn't it? That's a <laughs> no. that's a John Cusack. That's a no. No, it was made in two thousand fourteen, I think. Oh no. Yeah, it's an oh no. I I will say that it is her place of work is a Christmas tree lot, like a Christmas tree farm. Is this? Does this make it better somehow? Well, I think it's better because it's, like, an actual store. Okay. Like, if someone barged into my office building three times where there's nowhere to buy. Like, the first time he was a customer. Right. (laughs) Um, Like, there would be no reason for someone to barge into my copywriting, like, office. That is what I was... Actually actually crazy. But he just keeps buying Christmas trees until this girl will go out with him. I see. I I mean, that's slightly cuter than the idea that he, like, goes up to the receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Unabomber. Like, that's yeah. a lockdown situation. <laughs> but then, so, this all hinges on him showing her his ID. To yeah, prove- it's really weird. Like, apparently in the movie, this was in the synopsis I read, She her response to him coming to her place of work three times to buy three separate Christmas trees was that, I don't know you, you could be a serial killer. Sure. And his Fair. response to that is to show her several forms of identification. I mean, it would be one thing if he was showing her several forms of identification, thereby proving that he was a very famous, well-known individual who he's like saying, I'm not a serial killer. Look, I'm Tom Cruise. But, well. <laughs> <laughs> not the best, that was the best celebrity. That was a, name, that was a bad name to, 
to draw out of thin air. If I'm Brad Pitt. honest, uh, yeah, let's let's just stay all things Devin Sawa today. Yeah, um, but if he's just like, no, I can't be a serial killer because I have ID. <laughs> Because I have a driver's license. <laughs> yeah, I have a driver's license for that white van parked outside. And I had to bring the white van because how else am I going to get the Christmas trees home? I bought three of them. I mean, God, what do you think I'm going to do with three Christmas trees? Yeah, it's creepy. It's super, super creepy. I, I would not I go would out not. with him. No, I would not either. Uh, Also, you want to know another little funny tidbit about this movie? Always. Guess where this Christmas tree farm lot is set. I'm going to say Las Vegas. New York City. (laughs) I almost guessed that. (laughs) I'm like, where is there a random Christmas tree forest in New York City? Nowhere. That's no, no, crazy. no. It's the, there's the bodega. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. That's I no. It's not a thing. Anyway. This is funny because of your answers before. Okay. Would you stay with this ho- Hallmark holiday rom-com man? He only notices you exist when you beat your best friend in a cooking making contest. <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. Continue. That's it. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> That's the whole movie. He, you... he only knows I exist when I beat my friend in a cookie-making competition? Yeah, you and your best friend have this... The movie is a woman and her best friend have a crush on this guy. Oh. So they enter a cooking... baking. Yeah, so they enter a cooking... Ba- a cookie-baking contest, like a Christmas cookie contest. And he's like one of the judges. So if if you hadn't said the part about you and your friend both have a crush on this guy, then I would be like, yeah, maybe. I mean, I understand he doesn't know who I am until I enter a contest in which he is a judge, at which point he becomes aware of who I am. That that doesn't seem unreasonable to me. And like, if he saw me do well at something I was good at, by the way, I am not good at. <laughs> but if if in this hypothetical world I was, and he's just appreciated my skill and thought hey i like her fine but if me and my friend both like him and decided to enter to see who could win his affections absolutely not no yeah it seems deeply unhealthy it's i wouldn't do it it has nothing to do with him i wouldn't do it because that's not how you should treat your friends (laughs) well also like from this i have not seen this but from the synopsis i read they all work at the same place like this is at their place oh, of work. Oh, that's not and the first he literally time he's met her. Does it like they've met? She just like won't like acknowledge her until he realizes what a great baker she is. I see. I mean, so so flatly no, just because that's not how you should treat your friends. You should never enter cookie baking competitions with your friends to see that that are also man competitions, but. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think people's ideas of other people can change. Like, you can kind of know somebody and not pay them much attention until something catches your notice. And then you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, they're really cool. Like, there there are certainly people that you've known for a while that then you spend a little more time with them. And you're like, I didn't know you like Doctor Who. And suddenly you like them more, you know. So that's still okay, I think. 
I don't like the vibe of like, oh, you mean nothing to me until I I know you cook good and you can feed me. Oh, is that the vibe? You useful woman. Oh, well, no. That's how I feel about it. I like I also haven't seen the movie. Maybe he's just like a super baking like enthusiast, and so he I was, like yeah. I was kind of imagining this was like a he's a big shot, he's a big deal because he's the judge, so he's not paying attention to this like little scullery maid. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I just like don't like the. I don't know. It feels gross to me. I don't. I, I I've always felt this way where it's like. It has very much like that she's all that vibes to me where oh, it's like yeah. she's the nerdy girl but then she like takes off her glasses and washes her hair and like suddenly the guy is like you're actually beautiful and I want to be with you. Yeah, I think if that had been the premise that she just sure. had a small makeover, I absolutely not. I, she's all that yeah. is the worst. But yeah. I think in my mind, I not having seen the movie, there was room for he didn't really take much notice of her. And then he recognized she had skill in something he was interested in. And yeah. they found a common point of interest. And, you know, but like, that's different than like the interpretation of now I know you can feed me and you'll stay in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there are lots of interpretations. I think that I am not the most generous towards Hallmark, <laughs> perhaps, considering their other synopses. Um, I will say that this is probably the least upsetting. Yeah, for sure. Of the three. I would probably get a drink with this guy. I probably would too. It's the only one so far where I don't fear for my life. So yeah, he does not. The bar is really low considering the other two (laughs) were like a stalker and a crazy man. (laughs) Right. It's just like, oh, he really likes cookies and is a little oblivious. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Probably doesn't turn into happily ever after with this guy, this judge guy. But also, it should never be done because just let your friend have him or whatever. Don't go into competitions with your friend over a guy. They're not worth it. Oh, my God. Get yourself a cookbook for one. Go on a (laughs) blind date with the guy your aunt set you up with. Like, it's not that important. You have everything you need. So tell me about your hypothetical Christmas, Santa. Oh my gosh. Santa and Devin Sawa are in love. (laughs) Well, also, you are Santa, but you are also married to Santa. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I am married. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. You're banging Santa, but you also are Santa. Also, you're in love with Devin Sawa. Masturbation is healthy and normal. (laughs) That is a great loophole for you. It actually worked out really, really well for me because (laughs) I am Santa and I bang Santa. And then I'm also married to Kevin McAllister, who we all know is an excellent young man. And And you're cheating on him with Devin Sawa. It's a good life, y'all. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your granddad dies so you leave your husband and you travel to the mansion you've inherited and then you have a tryst with Devin Sawa who is a baker which works well for me since I'm Santa <laughs> <laughs> and I eat exclusively sweets maybe Devin Sawa is the date that your aunt set you up on yeah. because she knew that you were going to be alone at Christmas because you were cleaning out your granddad's house right 
And she gave, and your sister gave you that cookbook because you would be spending Christmas alone, and she wanted to make sure you still ate good over the holiday. Yeah. This it, is a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it came together. It coalesced really, really well, I would say, into yeah. an excellent Christmas fantasy. So what's your hypothetical world, Shelby? I'm not Santa. I'm <laughs> married to... <laughs> Santa. Santa. <laughs> I'm married to Santa, but he cheated on me <laughs> and then left me and never taught me how to ski. <laughs> and so uh, I fell in love with my ski instructor, who was Devin Sawa. No, yours is Chad Michael Murray. I said Devin Sawa and you stole him from me. Yes, you did say it. I didn't know that you had landed on it. You're right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in alternate reality. It's the multiverse. We're both dating Devin Sawa. Right. And I probably am not dating any of the Hallmark men. And did you learn to ski? Oh yeah, I, I and I turned out to be an, um, an amazing skier, thanks to the tutelage. And I have a a nice. Uh, cooking for one book that I no longer need because Devin Sawa and I are happily together. What's the alimony like from Santa? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Especially if Santa cheats on you. Like, yeah, he's going to pay whom? out. Like, uh, yeah. Seems like I'm going to get a good Christmas present forever, though. Probably. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. What a weird fever dream tonight has been. It really has. Um, thank you all for sticking with us. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying your holiday season. Um, however, you are having to enjoy it this year and keeping close with people emotionally, if not physically, over yeah. Zoom and phone calls and etc. Um, we hope that this can bring you a little bit of holiday cheer and what is yeah. otherwise... An increasingly dark time, and by that I mean it gets dark at 4 o'clock now. Yeah, and if you're going through it, I feel you. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're finding moments of joy wherever you can find them. Um, and I, if we don't hear from you before this, Happy New Year. I hope 2021 is better. Uh, stay away from other people. And the vaccines are coming, y'all. They're on the way. Yeah. Like the there's Christmas a, presents. Yeah, there's a light. At the end of the tunnel. If you really disagree with any of our hot takes today, please just get in touch and let us know. We will certainly chat with you if you want to tell us about why we're wrong or you want to ask us listener questions that we can uh, ask on another episode of the podcast upcoming. Yeah. Um, and feel free to uh, send us messages at arguments about nothing at on Instagram or arguments about nothing at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And thanks, everyone. Have a very, very happy holiday. And until next time, keep fighting.